Welcome to the Gina and Randy Show, America's most listened to podcast ever. Who cares what all the facts and figures say? We know it's true. Call 888-520-4374. That's how you get to talk to your hosts, Gina and Randy. The Gina and Randy Show on the Toad Hop Network. Good morning, everybody. It is the Gina and Randy show with randy wang gina grad elijah black kind of milling around right here which is uh being very serious and technic tech technically key good tech, morning tech, everybody techie. techie yes this is uh uh i don't want to oversell it an amazing space we're in today this is a vast improvement holy shit do you feel like you're at a radio station i feel like a real member of society not one of those outliers uh, we are in a beautiful studio right here on Hollywood Boulevard. Can you believe it? It's gorgeous. We made it to Hollywood. We made it to Hollywood. All those movie star classes paid off. Yeah, movie star classes. Tim Conway Jr. loves uh, pretending that I took movie star classes in uh, <laughs> college. So, um, Oh, my God. If you guys didn't hear this week... Gina Grad was on with Tim Conway Jr. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, yeah. filling in for John and Ken on KFI AM 640. And it was it was stimulating talk radio. Stimulating talk. Yeah, it was a hell of a lot of fun. Um, speaking of a hell of a lot of fun, we're going to have a hell of a lot of fun today, or at least this guy is. Oh, boy. Um, and we got to get kind of right to it because uh, from 9 to 10, we have a very special guest coming in. You mentioned on the Pretty Good Podcast this week, which is our daily show, Pretty Good Podcast at prettygoodpodcast.com, that you're having some issues with your sexuality again. again. <laughs> so maybe our good buddy, hypnotherapist, worldwide acclaimed hypnotherapist, this guy is incredible. He is known literally the world over. Uh, Scott Sandlin can uh, help help you with that? I think he can. Because... It couldn't come soon enough. I yeah. mean, we got to get this figured There's out. There's a lot of issues I have, and the perfect thing that I could use right now is a certified hypnotherapist. And this is not a joke, by the no. way. We used to have him on the Tim Conway Jr. show. We used to have him on with Conway and Whitman. He's he put me under before. He's put Randy under before. He used to put Board Up Jerry Wachowski under. There uh, is Brian a, Whitman. a great story of five years ago, I got put under by Scott Sandlin, and he asked me while I was under hypnosis... Do you ever envision yourself doing a radio show and who with? Yeah. And I said, I, don't know, I guess one day I'd like to do a show with Gina Grad. Yeah. And look where we are. And I was like, um, could somebody, is anyone in that kitchen just look under the sink? Any cleaning product will do. <laughs> Bleach. Yeah, Bleach. just uh, mix that with my Diet Coke. Be <laughs> no problem. But this has been fantastic. And, and, and you are a, you dreamed it so you could be it yeah so this is very exciting if you want to call in today uh temporarily we're going to be doing things a little different give us a call 323-622-TOAD 323-622-8623 
And uh, of course, we're always doing the Twitters here. If you yeah. want to blow up Gina's butt, all you got to do is tweet at Gina Grad. That's yeah, that's the one. At way Randy to put Wang it. PGP. Yeah. At Serious Black Man. At Toad Hop Network. Quick question: We are getting a couple of uh, tweets so far saying, "Where, where, what's the deal? Where are you?" So it's just ToadHopNetwork.com. Yes. Yeah. 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 We're we're live. Yeah. We're there. Yeah. ToadHopNetwork.com slash right. live slash live. Yeah, that helps. Yeah, of course, if you're hearing this, you're already listening to the show. Yeah, th- those are. I guess I should tweet that instead of talk about it, huh? Yeah. Hey, anybody that's listening, here's how you listen to the show. <laughs> hey, do us a flave, actually, because I, I'm, as you can see, a little busy. Can you, if you see this right now, and I hope you do, can you tweet? I'll do it. <laughs> you tweet, I will talk about my amazing morning because... I did something that I never thought I would ever do today. I commuted to my new job here on my bicycle. I am so impressed, by the way. I woke up Huge at uh, shout 6 a.m. Thank you. I woke up at 6 a.m. this morning, did our little uh, show prep, printed all our stories, got my backpack ready, got my water, and I'm like, okay, I can either get in my car sit in traffic that I'm not sure how long it'll take and deal with the hell of going four miles to get to Hollywood. Or I could drive 10 minutes to the subway and then take the subway here. Yeah. Or Or I could do my new favorite thing in the world, which is try to bike everywhere locally and then take the bike to the subway and then take the subway here. And that's exactly what I did. I was so beyond impressed. And I kept texting you and I was like, and I was literally brushing my teeth, and I'm texting. I'm like, "Let the guy ride his bike. <laughs> Stop trying to text him while he's on two wheels." I felt so. I literally couldn't really fumble with my phone while he was biking. So at one point, I think I accidentally deleted every conversation we ever had on my text. Ooh. I didn't mean to. I, I just I hit the button, and I didn't mean to. I didn't know what I was doing. But it was so much fun. The weather was freaking perfect. I love the brisk air in the morning. There's none of that frustration of being in the car. And this is what's great is I can't really tell what time it is because I'm on my bike. Yeah. Except I listen to iHeartRadio, and I'm listening to KFI, so I know exactly what time it is because I know the clock on that station. So if they go to break, I know like, you do. it's 6.58. <laughs> I know exactly what time it is. And then Handel will say, 7.05, so I know it's 7.05. And no, then- Handel says 7.05, so you know it's 7.03 because uh, he's not uh, he's not judging, uh, you know, factoring in the, the delay. delay. Yeah. Uh, well, it wor- I still work for me. Get on the subway. It takes 10 minutes to get from the subway to Hollywood and Highland. Yeah. You could not do that in a car. And walked the rest of the way here. I feel amazing, and I can't wait for the rest of my day. I love not driving. I get why people do it. It's, you know, for any other reason, it takes away a lot of the stress in your life. And you yeah. feel the open air. You feel connected with the world. Yeah, and- I thought it was going to add stress to your life. And I'm I'm driving in my car, and I'm like, oh, my God, he has to mess with his bike, and he has to get down to the subway, and he does has figure that out. He has to walk here, which seemed abundantly stressful to oh, me. Oh, yeah. No, when I, when I explained that I was thinking about this to you, just the idea of taking the subway here... You really don't understand the distance from no. Highland to La Brea. No. I was like, Randy, that's like a, what do you, you might as well walk to Mecca at this point. Yeah, she thinks it's like three football fields. Yeah. No. It's, Not so much? It's like a block. I mean, mm. you go Highland, Orange, Sycamore, and you're here. Boom. Mm. It took me five minutes to walk from Subway 
to this building. If I'm you right say here. so. Well, that's great. I'm very happy for you and your newfound uh, love of uh, exercise and the tracksuit that I got you for your birthday. I am wearing my favorite outfit ever, ever, ever for 2012. Well, that's important. You have started me on a new trend that I'm going to totally obsess about and dive in with both feet because yeah. I have had this tracksuit for 12 days. Yeah. You gave it to me on my birthday. Yeah. I have worn it Six times. I cannot stop wearing it. You've I wash it six it, times. I wash it every time, but I love wearing it. Yesterday, I biked to the park in this on my mass suit on top of it, then ran, then biked back. I love wearing this thing. I feel so just awesome, and I feel like a superhero. If that's all it takes for you to feel like a huge rock star, then I can get you six more of them. That would be amazing. Do they, do they come in like purple? Or pink? You know, or maybe we'll just, maybe I'll get you something else for like Christmas. Like light blue or? Yeah, you know what? Red or like hot red or green? I'm sorry. What's the difference between red and hot red? Well, one red's kind of drab. The other red's kind of flashy and hot. You know what? We don't need Sandlin. You're super gay. <laughs> don't worry. <laughs> we got it all figured out. Oh, speaking of super gay, I am yeah. wearing my courtesy of uh, Chandra Hansen. Hypercolor T-shirt. Yes, and as you can tell, it's it is freaking hot in here. It's hot in here because it's pink instead of purple. Yeah. And when it touches that skin, it turns bright pink. But we'll see. Maybe it'll cool down later on in the show, and we'll get some purple yeah, going on. Yeah, a little ninety-eight point six action for you. So we should uh, go ahead and get to the news because. We are not going to have that opportunity in the second hour. No, we don't have time to waste. And we got some important as hell stories to keep you interesting this weekend. Gina, yeah. what's going yeah, on? Yeah, not even interested in us. Interesting no. for your friends. Exactly. This it's, is for you. This is a public service. That's why we don't talk about like Romney and Obama and yeah. all the crazy stuff. You don't want to. That's not good. That's, that's not like stuff, a weekend talk. That's not stuff you talk with your friends at at a dinner party. No. That's not what you hang out with at the barbecue. We no. got the stuff that is going to make you interesting like... I got a public service announcement, Gina, oh. and this goes out specifically to Tim Conway Jr., but to everybody listening, okay. especially people that listen to him because people follow his advice a lot. Right. He is a very uh, stern taskmaster when it comes to following advice. Exactly. I am not, oh. as most people yeah. realize. Yeah. There's a study out of UC Davis that uh, there's a, a, a common chemical that's found in most hand sanitizers and antibacterial soaps, so your Purell's and your soaps, and it's called Triskelin. And they, like the uh, biscuit cracker? No, not like Triscuits. This is Triskelin. Okay. And it has been proven through a bunch of studies that it hinders your muscle contractions at the cellular level, it slows swimming in fish, reduces muscular strength in mice, and is probably not safe for your hands. Wait, 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 wait. You're talking about, like, the shit that's in Purell. Yeah, Purell and antibacterial soap. It kills fish, yeah. slows down your muscle contractions, and, and uh, is not safe for your hands. Yeah. Which is pretty much where you use it. Exactly. It is uh, not the safest material mm. for rubbing between your hands on a constant basis like certain people we know mm. are rubbing down studios. Uh, oh, God. He goes, to, he goes to town on that table. I was always told when antibacterial became a thing when I was a kid, uh, my mom always says, uh-uh. Nope, we don't use that here. We don't really? do it. We not we're not going to use it because she was one of the smart ones who knew that when you kill bacteria, you're also killing the good bacteria that kills the bad bacteria. Yeah. So you're probably going to get sicker 
longer, more frequently. My mom's not a nurse, by the way. She's just a mom, so she knows stuff because she's, you know, moms know yeah. stuff. I'm not a doctor. I have no medical science to ever back me up, but for some reason, I always just think hot water's enough. Soap and hot water is a little bit combo. of soap, but I don't want to I mean, overdo wanna, it with the soap because then my hands get all dry. And... Well, maybe you're using the wrong soap. I think the lesson to learn is stay off the Purell. Yeah, you're only hurting yourself, literally. Yeah, find and uh, or find. Make sure that uh, your Purell does not have triskelin in it. Yeah, and ask because that stuff could be dangerous. Yeah, do you, uh, when you do think you have any non-triskelin antibacterial? That's a phrase that rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Nothing that sucks more than trying to do something that, that you think is keeping you healthy and yeah. it's making you sick, making you even sicker. Yeah. Uh, so here's the deal, people. Vanessa Bryant. It's not a name that I would be familiar with unless uh, she had a uh, husband that didn't rape people. <laughs> Uh, Vanessa Bryant is uh, Kobe Bryant's wife, a, a hot little whippersnapper. And even though the two were supposed to get divorced after the uh, incident at a hotel room in Colorado, they did not because I think that she uh, crunched the numbers and decided that it is in her and possibly her kid's best interest to stand by her man. I don't know. I don't she know had a decent called. renegotiation with a gigantic rock. Exactly. Now... I don't know if you heard what she said recently, uh, her, her little quote about her little hubby's job, but it's so good. I mean, you could tell she's viciously angry and really needs to, you know, move beyond that so, uh, you know, she doesn't uh, ruin her children's life. But this is hilarious when um, she was asked about, you know, you know, what, what do you do? How do you feel if your husband doesn't win something? She says, I certainly would not want to be married to someone that can't win championships. Oh. If you, amazing. If you're sacrificing time away from my family and myself for the benefit of winning championships, then winning a championship should happen every single year. Jesus Christ. Here's the deal. If anyone else, anybody else said that, I'd come down on her with a swift uh, hand of justice. But what else do you say when your husband rapes people? I mean, if you're going to stick with him, mm -hmm. I, I I don't think a day would go by that I wouldn't try to make his life a living hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's also, you know, the, the incidents last year with all the cheating and everything. And they yeah. did get. But look at her, how far she's come. You know, she got everything in this in the thing that happened a few years ago. When she got divorced, she got, you know, $100 million worth of stuff. She got the kids. She got the houses. She got everything. And now he still wants her back. He still wants more. She can pretty much say anything she wants because he still wants her back at the end of the day. So she'll be out there. I don't want anyone that can't bring me rings. Yeah. I want more rings. I want more championships. You're right. She does love rings. It's about the big diamond. Oh, yeah. It's about the big uh, championship rings. And uh, she wants it. Because if he's gonna go around sticking sticking his uh, little Kobe in uh, everybody else's, I'm gonna say a word. Are you ready? Yeah. Biscuit. Oh. Uh, as they say on Here Comes Honey Boo Boo. Honey Boo Boo Chai. Um, they call it the biscuit. Uh, then uh, you're gonna you're gonna want uh, something for your bank, little bang for your buck. Oh boy! By the way, I watched. There was a clip from the first episode of Here Comes Honey Boo Boo that we didn't watch. That I'm really glad we didn't watch because there's at one point the whole family is, uh, well, they had a pig and then they were chopping up that pig and what? then wait, glitzy the no, pig? not that pig, oh, okay. a different pig. This All is right. the first episode pig. This is why they had to recast in episode two. <laughs> 
Because the first pick, Debbie. Debbie? Debbie. Uh, honey I'd, Boo Boo Child. First of all, I'd love to throw stones, but that was the name of my first cat. Honey, honey Boo Boo Child picks up a rib of Debbie and starts dancing with it. Says, Debbie, Debbie. And then says, Debbie's in here. She says, I want out. Do not watch. Here comes Honey Boo Boo. Back to Kobe Bryant. Okay. Uh, here's the thing. Vanessa has completely, has no feelings, no attachment to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. She has to keep nice because she has kids with him. Yeah. She knows that keeping nice and playing nice with Kobe and kind of just putting him at this distance, she gets whatever she wants, including all of his money and yeah. tons of cash and prizes, gets to stay in the news. And, Lots of cash and prizes. And eventually, especially with Kobe around, especially if she brings him back, she's going to get what she's always wanted, a reality show. Do you think that's the goal here? That's the end game? That was one of the rumors that that was one of the big issues back in the day a few years ago with the Lakers was Vanessa Bryant was really irritated with all the cameras that were at the Lakers from Chloe and Lamar and she oh. wanted her own Vanessa show that she was shopping around in so like that's so Vanessa that's so Vanessa but Is that really, be? really for her it's that's so Kobe because she doesn't care anymore go ahead and cheat on my all you want that's 10 million more dollars that's 10 million that's more dollars that's so Kobe that's so Kobe. That is, uh, and then, and it's, of course, the, uh, her with a disapproving look with her <laughs> arms crossed and Kobe shrugging. And then at the end, cha-ching! Yeah, that's beautiful and amazing. Cause if you, cause at that point, especially with all the bullshit and all, especially how public it is, how could she still care for him? Yeah. Just freaking put, keep him in a distance and cash in. Yeah. You're still gonna be Vanessa Bryant. Yeah. You still come out as the winner no matter what you do or what you say because it's Kobe. But that's the problem. Actually, I think you're right. No matter what you do or what you say or who you are because I don't know her. I have no right to judge her. That being said, she looks like a vile human being. I mean, I don't know if you saw these new Nike shirts that uh, that are for the Olympics and they only come in women's uh, that oh, say gold yeah. digging. When you know, if they wanted to work golden, they could have said, "Go for the gold," or "No, good as gold." No, let's do gold digging. Gold digging. Um, I think that only one person needs that shirt, and she's married to Kobe Bryant. She's anyway, the original. She said, "I don't want to be married to a man who can't win a championship." So, uh, bring her home. The, my only problem with that, though, is that. She's like, if you're going to spend time away from my family and myself, this is what we deserve. And I'm like, well, you're still the, the, the checks don't stop just because he's not winning a championship. No. So, you know, maybe stay, maybe be a little more uh, understanding. You know, what's if they fall short. You know, what's interesting, too, is Kobe kind of needs the whole family to be together and keep that family image yeah. to get his endorsements, which is where he gets all the money from. You're Nike doesn't want Randy, you just cracked the case. Yeah! Oh, my God. I'm smart in Hollywood. It's like I'm, you know, they say, like, I'm a, I'm an East Coast uh, 8. Oh. Even though I'm probably a Hollywood 4. Are you kidding? No, that, I'm just saying you're a, you're a Hollywood 10. Yeah, I'm a Hollywood 10. In the, up here. Yeah, in that brain. Yeah, that I'm big brain of yours. Here. I understand things. You get life. I do get life in one way that I will totally explain to you. I always hated exercising for a few reasons. Yeah. I was overweight and that makes you hate exercising. Right. I ate like crap and that'll make you not have any energy for exercising. But also, I used to be one of those people that the only time you ever think about exercising is inside the gym. 
and being outdoors oh, yeah. just couldn't that that seems like a terrible idea it's too hot out there or it's too cold out there it's just not a good idea exercising outdoors has made me happy it makes me crave just doing it for the sake of doing it not because i'm trying to lose weight or gain just muscle just because you like it just because i love the feeling of win. like riding a bike outdoors compared to riding a stationary bike in a spin class yeah wildly oh. different i couldn't understand how you could do that bumblebee bitch shit yeah. i don't understand yeah and another thing I don't understand is, you know, I always hated running because yeah. the only time I ever ran was on the treadmill. When, when uh, the, the ice cream guy was uh, two blocks ahead of oh, you. Oh, I definitely ran for that and I caught up to him. Yeah. And then he started speeding away and it was like the scene in Terminator 2 where I was just chasing after him yeah, and I got exactly. a pole and got onto him. Yeah. I hate the treadmill. I've always hated the treadmill, but when I started running outdoors, I started really enjoying it. The wind, the feeling, the scenery, watching the sun go up and down. It's great. I think I understand life because I get why the treadmill sucks and why running outdoors is peaceful and free. Do you know where the treadmill came from, by the way? No. The treadmill was invented in 1818 by a civil engineer named Sir William Cubitt as a machine to uh, reform convicts. It was a torture machine for prisoners. <laughs> Shut your front face door. The treadmill was uh, designed to uh, get on those prisoners. Designed to tire the crap out of the prisoners. Prisoners would step on the 24 spokes of a large paddle wheel, climbing it like a modern Stairmaster. As the spokes turned, the gears were used to pump water on crush or crush grains. So they're walking in in like a a freaking uh, water wheel over and over and over and over again. And this was designed to tire out prisoners. And this is the practice that we now do today as going to the gym. We're putting ourselves in prisons, which I think gyms are. We put ourselves in prison. And these concrete gym jungles. Yeah. And so we do the same thing. We're the little rats on the the rats on the wheel. Yeah. It's literally Whatever, a rat on the wheel. Yeah, and then uh we try to tire ourselves out and uh then we just look like assholes. Yeah. So Good story. But that's why I like to run outside. Yeah. Just saying, if you're running on a treadmill, you're doing what prisoners in the 1800s used to do. And they gave that up to uh, in uh, the 1900s because they said it's way more efficient for prisoners just to break rocks. Oh, yeah. And I don't understand that. Is that – do they use those rocks for anything? Maybe that's how they help with the gravel or mm, make concrete or – Andy, I'm going to take that 10 away from you real quick. I don't know everything. You're, you're barely clinging to a nine right now. But but you can't take away a gold star. Can't I? Can you? Well, I can tell you one thing that they're taking away on eBay. What are they taking away? Sorry, Wiccans. Sorry, Pagans. Sorry, Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> Whatever. Warlocks. Merlins. Uh, you are no longer going to be able to bid on and buy... Potions and elixirs on eBay. What? They said, no, sir. Uh, Starting August uh, 30th, uh, eBay is doing a fall seller update, which goes into effect at the end of the month, has shut down the mystic realm with bans on the sale of spells, potions, and in a cruel twist, tarot cards and other psychic readings, which you think, you know, they all would have seen coming. Yeah. Uh, so no more of that. I don't know why. 
I mean, were, th- were not enough people getting an A++ for their, uh, you know, love potion number nine? Maybe it's you don't know what's in there, and it could be some volatile, explosive chemicals you don't want to transport, you don't want to ship. I mean, does I have Newt keep when you transport it from Philadelphia? Who knows? That is a decent question. You know, I went out with a Wiccan once. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I got set up on a date with this girl that I work with at Magic Mountain mm. that I was really into, but she had a boyfriend, so she pawned me off on her friend. On her witch friend. On her witch friend, who proceeded to uh, take me to the library and show me all her books about Mother Tara and her spells and her craziness. And all I'll say is that I don't know that much about Wiccans because I didn't get past the second date because Wiccans are prudes. Are they? She wouldn't even kiss me after two dates. I thought Wiccans would be pretty ready to go. No, they need a spell for that shit. Should we take a call? Sure. We've been getting a lot of them. Sorry, I keep pushing decline. Go for we it. We were in the middle of a conversation. All right, let's just do this. A little caller roulette. Hi, you're on with Gina and Randy. Who's this? Uh, Justin from San Diego. What's up, Justin? Um, I'm the uh, gay guy that did Britney a while back. Justin. Hi. 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 Yeah, what do you have to say, uh, my my gay buddy? Um, None. I just felt like calling in for the hell of it. Did you, were you the one that went to Vegas? No Vegas Um, for you. A while back, yeah. A while back. Okay. Uh, You just wanted to call and say hi and and kick it with the crew for a hot second? Yeah, what's up? Uh, not too much. Just woke up a little while ago. Oh, all Chilling. right. I like this guy. It's a morning call. Hey, uh, yeah, how's it a going? Little, little, what's up? Little, how's your, how's your uncle, Justin? And, uh, this is lovely. I gotta oh. tell you. I hope you have a cup of coffee. Uh, I hope you're snuggled up in a robe. Uh, we're there with you. We're just hanging out show. in your Waking place. Waking up with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> and Justin would come on and be like, "Hey, hey." I don't know. Some coffee. Just, uh, say just want to thank you guys for doing the show. Oh well, that oh, yeah, you, you don't you. have to say that, Justin. We want to thank you for being you. We uh, we're huge fans of yours, actually, and we appreciate it. And do you mind if we maybe uh, send you a pitch uh, letter for waking up with Justin? All right, okay. Oh, He's all right. I love anything. this guy. All right, Justin. We uh, we heart you big time right here, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Right. Oh, all right. Bye. See ya. Well, Wow, you can't really get a rise out of that guy. Waking up with Justin. Waking up with Justin. That's a that's a even keeled dude. <laughs> Just chill with life, hey. Just want to see how you guys are doing. He uh <laughs> All right. Hey, should we should we see if this next caller is uh uh is enthusiastic? Yeah, let's see what's up with waking up with the next guy. Hey, you're on with Gina and Randy. Who are we waking up with? Hello? No? Okay. Hello? Yeah, hi. Who's this? Julius L.A. Oh, right. Where is, uh, are, are you uh, just waking up there, Julius? I just got you on. I couldn't get you on earlier. I don't yeah, know it was on. not our fault. There were technical difficulties on the, uh, on the, the techie end, not ours. Yeah. Um, have you been, uh, how long have you been up this morning? Oh, too, too early. Way too, early. too early. I'm about to pass out. Oh, you're no. You're the only thing that's keeping me from passing out. Oh. Hey, you're looking a lot younger. I am? I think the lighting's better yeah. in here. Yeah, it looks great. You're yeah. getting younger. I, I don't think it's me, but I appreciate it very much. Julius, thanks for waking up with Gina and Randy. Uh, this is a real fun little uh, bit we just started. Oh, yeah, waking up with Gina and Randy. Who are you waking up with? Um, all right. So- I think we need to, you know, 
restructure, reshuffle, <laughs> maybe take a little break and figure out this bit because uh, I don't know if it's paying off. All right, real quick, I'm going to tell you one thing and then we're going to go to break, okay? All right. Are we going to break right now? Nah, tell me one thing real quick. Oh, I didn't know the music was coming. Uh, real quick, only in Florida. Oh, boy. It only happens in Florida. Uh, you guys are really calling in, but I'm going to do this story first, if that's okay with you. Uh, South Florida, man with a very unfortunate name, uh, was arrested last Friday for a litany of charges in Fort Lauder- Lauderdale, a place I love. Uh, his name is Jack Me Off Mud. Mr. Mud to you. 54 years old, was arrested on charges of assault, disorderly conduct, resisting an officer, possession of alcohol in an open container, and violation of, oh, this is shocking, probation. He's being held at uh, the Broward County Jail. Oh, you can't get out of jail on a $300 bond? Oh. So, so the you know, to go to the bondsman, that means he doesn't even have the 30 bucks to put the 10% down. The 10% down. Which means that at some point in the last few days, a somber uh, county judge read his name out loud in a court. Mud is not the first jailbird to have a strange name. In Wisconsin, police booked. Ready? Here we go. Bezow doo doo zoppity bop 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 for multiple charges. <laughs> How did that go again? Bezow doo doo zoppity bop bop. <laughs> oh, there, yeah, there. Uh, you just put up that picture of Jack Me Off Mud, and uh, now you all know what you were, uh, which what you'd be sitting next to if you were in jail in Broward County right now. Jack Me Off Mud. Um, on a flip side, a woman who tried to stop three brothers from robbing a Texas Walmart last year turned out to be named. She's a total fucking stripper with this name. Monique Lawless. Maybe Lucy's sister. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, jack me off mud. Jack me off If mud. anybody wants to help this guy get out of the prison system, if you got a hot three, 30 bucks. I think I know why he can't post bail. Why? Every bail bondsman he's calling, they think he's giving a fake name. They think he's requesting something. Yeah. No, because hey. Hey, imagine you get on the phone. It's like, Hi, what can I do for you? Uh, I, I need to get a uh, bail. You know, I'm, I'm stuck in jail right now. It's only okay, a $300 bond. Uh, jack me off, mud. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> See, he can't get a, he can't get the bond. Or it's just, uh, or if he's all drunk and everything, and it's, hey, blah blah blah. Uh, hi, you're calling. What's your name? Jack, jack me, me off, off mud. mud. Yeah, he's gonna sit. He's gonna sit there and cool his heels for another couple. Every days. time he's just announcing who he is, it's a massive insult. Poor guy. Chang Legacy uh, tweeted us a decent, uh, fair question. So the scat man finally got pinched. Oh! He's out, doo doo, zoppity bop, bop, bop. Oh my God! I think he knows what we're gonna come back with. Oh All right, God. we gotta Chang go to break. Dick. All right, we gotta go to break. I gotta go uh, feed the meter. Oh shit! Yeah, and that you is do. not a euphemism. And uh, when we come back, TV is coming to life for real, and it's scary as hell. I'm terrified. We'll be right back, Gina and Randy Show, Hollywood Boulevard.
Perfect. Oh, my God. Welcome back to the Gina and Randy Show here on Hollywood Boulevard. 
Um, I literally, I know people aren't going to believe me. I literally had to go down and feed my meter. I can't believe it, but it's she's true. I saw her put in the meter this yeah. morning. And in Hollywood, they only let you park for an hour. Yeah, so that's not going to happen next week. <laughs> but uh, I was... Take the subway. Maybe I'll take that. Maybe I'll just ride my bike. I already live in the H-Wood. I think you could totally ride your bike here. So get my bike back, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah. I think we just got to get you a new bike. That was uh, Teresa's advice, right? Yes. By the way, uh, Casey Moran, we love you dearly. He said that many rejected phone calls made him feel like he was in junior high again. Oh, we were going to break. and we don't, <laughs> It's Skype. We can't put people on hold. And also, Kelly, she says, I'm missing the best dance session uh, with Randy Wang. I wouldn't say I'm missing it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we have. You look like a you look like a straight up Muppet. Really? Yes. Well, your jaw was unhinged. You had the smile that like they only look like they're smiling when their mouths are open. That's how you make a a Muppet look like it's smiling. Well, Gina, we're trying to compete with Sesame Street here. Come on. Well, it's eight in the morning. Kids are either going to watch PBS or going to watch us. You're absolutely right. We're Muppets. Well, in the royal we. There he is. There he goes. That's great. You know, I think Julius, and I don't, I don't uh, you're not going to hear me say this again, but I think Julius is right. Yeah. I think the lighting in here does a lot for both of us. Oh, definitely. It takes eons off. I mean, you're also just wearing an amazing pop black top. Oh, thank you. Boobs are coming out of it today. I don't oh, know what's boy. going on. Sorry. And this thing is starting to cool down a little bit. Yeah, We're ready for some- getting purple. Speaking of uh, craziness, Randy. Yeah. We have a lot of news to get to because 9 to 10 is going to be all business, uh, which I'm so excited about. What are you, prepping him? I didn't tell him anything. Oh, boy. I went and gave him a big hug, and he's sitting there BSing with Frank, and it's all good. Very exciting. But it's going to be all business, I have a feeling. Hypnotherapist so, Scott Sandlin going to be on the show in 20 minutes. And this is not a joke. This is the real deal. This guy is incredible. He's amazing. He has tons of new projects coming out and he is the real thing. Um, Let's just get back into the news. Let's get into the news. Speaking of dog fucking, Randy. That's a segue. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dog fucking. (sighs) Police arrested in Arizona, man. It's always in one of them hot states. You never hear like, uh, you know, right off the coast of... uh, you know, Rhode Island. You never hear you that. You don't hear a Providence man that wants to... Never! They're good, upstanding people. But, it's the heat that makes people crazy. But what about all those stories in Washington? What about them? Washington gets very hot. It does? Wait, you mean D.C. or state? State. Oh, no, it's... They're, they're fucked. I don't know. Yeah, they, they like to... It's actually legal, legal to do stuff up there with the animals. Really? Yeah. Or at least it was. Well, then this guy's only crime was not living in Washington. Yes. Because, uh... Police arrested an Arizona man after he allegedly spent two months trying to set up a sexual encounter no. over Craigslist with a canine. Oh, how? Forty-seven-year-old James Naylor didn't know uh, it wasn't. He wasn't talking to a willing dog owner. He was talking to an undercover officer, Randy. Maybe they're part of perverted justice, like on. Uh, uh, have a seat. Uh, have a seat to boy. catch a predator. <laughs> Sorry, that was funny. The married father, oh, always, who lives in Mesa, allegedly posted an ad on Craigslist at least two months ago, titled. Maybe you, you didn't post this, did you? How dare you? It says, I do it not says, post on Craigslist. Bottom needs hung tops, man for man. Well, which 
I mean, Elijah's I, trying to uh, stop laughing, but it is not I did working. Not, I did not write that, but that that definitely seems like uh, you know a, a trait that I would wait for it. Willing to try hung canine for no, fun no, no, too. No, 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 no. That's not. That's not what the doctor ordered. Hell no. Oh, so you just turned this from like a a regular a, old a regular Friday old night casual encounter, whatever you're anonymous, but who cares? To that is just sick and wrong and disgusting. And the interesting thing is, he would like to get banged by the dog. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this is all according to uh, the Maricopa County Sheriff's Department, of course. Naylor was arrested and taken to jail Monday night. This is the sad part. Are you ready? He never saw the dog. That's the sad part? That's the best part For of the him, story. If he's the protagonist and this is all he wants, then... Uh, Where are you thinking he's the protagonist in this story? Well, a, a protagonist doesn't mean you're the hero. It just means you're the person trying to get something. And the antagonist is the one that stops you from getting what you want. So the Didn't cops are the Didn't you take seventh grade English? So the cops yes. are the antagonists in this point. If we were watching... Because they stopped him from trying to get banged by a dog. If we were watching the James Naylor movie, and it was about him trying to bang a dog, he'd be the protagonist in the movie. And the cops trying to stop him would be the antagonist. You know, we're in Hollywood. Let's go down the street and pitch this right now. What do we call it? Bang a dog. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you, you parody the song Bang a Gong. Get it on, bang a dog, get it on. That's just wrong. Here at the uh, Gina and Randy show, we do not support or encourage anyone to have sex with their dog. No, we are dog lovers. We are not dog, dog lovers. lovers. Uh-uh. Yeah. All right, I got a palate cleanser with a story that blew my mind All because... Right. I This just can't be, but I guess it can be because crazy coincidences just happen in life. Okay. Um, police mm-hmm. in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Oh, are, another hot state. Another hot state. They are looking for a man who violated his probation mm-hmm. in manufacturing methamphetamine mm. named Walter White. Shut your face hole. He is a 55-year-old man, and his name is Walter White, and he cooks meth. He manufactures the shit. So for those of you who take a lot of uh, the necessary steps to avoid a lot of information, uh, the main protagonist in Breaking Bad is named Walter White. It's played by Brian Cranston of uh, Malcolm in the Middle fame. And uh, there are your two Walters on the screen right there. Walter White and Walter White. Heisenbergs. You know, if Brian Cranston was half a man, he would send an autograph picture. Oh, yeah. You know, he kind of looks like Walt in, Season that, one. in that one. No, in that one scene. Oh, oh, the flash forward. Maybe he was in Alabama. Oh, God. Uh, is it, it, now the is art imitating life or is life imitating meth? All I can say is if you're not watching Breaking Bad, get on that train and then listen to our show, the pre- pretty good bad cast. Where yeah, we recap Breaking Bad. Yeah, with you, me, and E, man. Yeah, yeah, and uh, this is shocking. I can't believe. How often do you see someone actually doing what their TV character names doing? Do you believe it? Because I have friends at work that are like, "This is a joke." I'm like, "It's not the Onion. It happened." I'm sure, you know Walter. Oh. It's not like his name was. 
Jebediah Springfield. I mean, people are named Walter White. I mean, I could, there's definitely a lot of people named Walter White out there, and it's Alabama. There's a lot of people cooking meth. Yeah. So it's just one it plus could one happen. plus one. But now it looks like this guy's been around it for a while. But yeah. what if? Could you imagine your name's Walter White? You're pretty much a loser. You have nothing to do with your life. You don't yeah. know what to do. You turn on AMC, you see the other Walter White. Like, hmm. <gasps> I wonder if, uh, you know, if you don't do that and you stop, wow. you don't trust that guy and you don't do this, maybe I can do this meth game. This is a theory. You're back to a 10. Yay! Do you think that there's a chance that this dude. Did not cook meth until Breaking Bad started? I think it's very well possible because this show's five years old. Mm -hmm. He could have figured this out at season one, and by season five, he's freaking his own Heisenberg. And maybe he has the big C, too. Oh. Trying to play beat the clock here. He doesn't look uh, too great. new, But that's also probably just from being around all that math. Shocking, shocking, shocking story. But really, it just reiterates, you've got to watch Breaking Bad, people. Speaking of anuses, Randy. That's a segue. (laughs) Could that be the hashtag for today's show for all the Twitter people? Speaking of anuses? I hope not. Speaking of anuses, Randy. This would be an unfortunate time to take a phone call. Speaking of anuses? Speaking of anuses. So I think I'm just trying to just plug forward. Just blow right through it. Let's take that call. I love you. Oh, okay. All right. Hi, you're on with Gina and Randy. Who are we waking up with this morning? This is Alex. Hi, Alex. What did you have to say? Well, what are you guys doing tonight? Uh, that's a loaded out. question. Aren't we hanging out with you for a little bit? Yes, you are. Just wanted to remind oh, you and everyone that, else. Oh, Alex. Of course. Okay. Thank you for uh, thank you for reminding us for uh, to do our pitch, my dear. You're so, welcome. We love you. I'm sorry you didn't win anything at the picnic. It happens to all of us. That, that, oh, you know, so I don't win something somewhere. I win something somewhere else. No, you don't win something somewhere. You win 40,000 things somewhere else. You win so much crap, you start giving other people crap to give away at yes. raffles. We love you, Alex. True. We're, we're going to plug you uh, right now, and that is not speaking of anuses. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. I, I, oh, sorry. Sorry, Alex. God, I got a little hair trigger finger. Alex well, Bernstein is a... Yes. Uh, listener of our daily show the pretty good podcast who yes. we have known for years and we years we love and years. he's he i met him the first time at a conway and whitman commerce casino event that's right yeah and which one of those i think he i think one of them he won yeah here's I'm, the thing surprised. alex bernstein is a golden boy yeah he has figured out secrets to the universe unfortunately he only uses these secrets to get radio station prizes <laughs> He could literally run the free world, but he'd rather have tickets to Celine Dion. Yeah, he'd rather get the lift ticket that takes you to tell your ride, yeah. not the actual him. flight, just the lift ticket. <sighs> Alex, in all his infinite, uh, just entering into random radio station contests all over L.A., won yeah. himself a party for him and a hundred of his closest friends at Howl at the Moon. Howl at the Moon over there at uh, our old stomping grounds, Universal City Walk. Yeah. Uh, and that will take place... This evening. Yeah, a what, happy is that hour. At six to nine? I, I think? think so. We probably should have left him on the phone to give us the details. I think it's six to nine. Howl at the moon tonight. That's going to mean uh, uh, reduced uh, drink special prices. Uh, I think free cover. Yeah, free entry. And, and it's going to be a great time to say you're with the uh, Alex party, man. Yeah, Mr. Bernstein. Mr. Alex Bernstein, Bernstein residence. I'm going to take this call real fast because they have persistence. All right. Hi, you're uh, waking up with Gina and Randy. Who are we Hello. waking up with? 
This is Casey Moran. How are you? Hi, Casey. Casey. We didn't mean to uh, give you flashbacks to middle school that were unpleasant. Well, you know we love you. What's up, dude? I know, I know. I'm sorry. I was just, uh, I'm driving to Vegas. I'm really bored, and I passed the Golden Corral, and I thought of the Bacon Basket. Oh, and, the uh, Bacon Basket. That was a great website Wednesday entry from Randy. Hell yeah. You didn't want to go get gravy oh. boarded? <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just didn't want to die before I got to Vegas, you know, so no. I decided to just continue to go. You want to die when you're in Vegas. Now, what are you going to Vegas for? Are you going to go win big, or what are you doing? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm broke, like Crap. a lot of us, but um, I'm, uh, I'm just going to go visit some family and then uh, see some friends and, you know, hopefully have a hangover moment. Who knows what's going to happen? Good for you. Are you, nice. a, are you a Vegas boy? Are you from Vegas? No, I'm from uh, Simi Valley, but I go to Vegas probably like once or twice a year. Yeah. Um, I haven't been in a while, and the last time I went was for a bachelor party, so of course oh, boy. I, uh, I have more fun. I remember this a little more, but yeah. we'll see. Well, will you uh, give us uh, email us at prettygoodpodcast uh, at gmail.com and let us know on Monday if you're still alive? Yeah, I will. I mean, we'd really appreciate what happens that. There, there, I yeah, will but, uh, give but, you guys the update as to what's going on. We understand on. what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, but we'd like to know if you're still walking among the living. Yeah, we just want to make oh, sure yeah. you we don't, didn't we get, don't ask absolutely. for the moon. We just want to make sure you didn't get lost to Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, I, I don't. I don't plan on that. But you know, thank God for GPSs. You know? yes. we, don't, we don't want to be driving around Prim one day six months from now and just see Casey working off a debt in there. Oh, totally. <laughs> or he got oh, stuck at that call. thermometer and uh, was so enthralled he never left ba- Baker. Baker, yeah. Those are also people working off debt. They're working off Baker, the debt that they built up right in Prim. The you are. What's the temp? What's the big temperature on that thermometer right oh, now in God. Baker? Uh, it's. 97 oh. I don't know I can't oh. even see I'm right under. Casey, it's only 8.45 right in the morning Cra- Casey crank that be, air it's gonna be like 100 and something I don't I can't even see what, what it says right now but oh. I'm really not looking forward to the heat but uh, the Friday I'm really traffic. happy about the pools and, yeah oh a lot and, of pools uh, the drinking and all that I, I'm trying this new thing where I'm bringing aluminum my own aluminum bottles and seeing if I can get away with drinking them instead of you know buying the $12 ones you know that is awesome shot. except Damn. remember aluminum Heats up like a bitch. Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, so just remember wow. that. Now, what is the traffic like right now, Casey? Oh, nothing. I mean, I, I left at like 5.45, yeah. so I haven't hit a single thing of traffic. Um, but other than that, I mean, just driving on this road. By, and see, I'm riding solo like Jason Derulo, so <laughs> it's kind of, you know, it's kind of boring. So I, I, once 8 o'clock hit, I was really excited. Oh yeah! Show. Hey, we're in that car with you. We're just uh, we're just uh, giving you news instead of playing uh, you know name that license plate games. <laughs> well, seeing Randy dance to ski bop bop out of boot was yeah. more entertainment than anything else I could I can think of. Randy's Yay. the original scat man. I love the scat man. He and uh, he and uh, Bizau doo doo zappity bop bop. Gina, I hope you didn't get a parking ticket. No, no. So far, I'm good. I'm going to have to do the meter again in 40 minutes. Oh, that's true. Casey, Uh-oh. we love you. All Win right. big. And remind us on Monday that you're still alive. Will do, guys. Thank you so Mwah. much for all the entertainment. I oh, love you. And I'll talk we love to you. Soon. All right, baby. Bye. Casey's the best. Love that mother. Can I say, ever. you triggered a massive creeples memory for Uh-oh. me when you said hot aluminum. So, Is that your drag name? No, it should be. I'm yeah. hot aluminum. Yeah. Or aluminum if I'm, you're British. Am I going to be a dragger? A dragger? A draggy? A draggy. A draggy. A draggy. You're a draggy. <laughs> I don't know. Why? What's wrong with hot aluminum? It was April of 2012, 
And a young Randy Wang was out at Coachella Music Festival in Indio. Yeah, I've heard of it. And uh, it was beautiful. It was Saturday. And my awesome friends, Cassie, Lindsay, and Tara, came up with the great idea to, uh, hey, we brought a bunch of beer from the trip, a bunch of Heineken cans, so we don't have to pay for the $12 beers in here. Yeah. So why don't we walk all the way back to our car and we'll drink the beer and it'll be all great. Sure. Sounds like a great plan. So first we start walking all the way back. And then this uh, this State, tar- this state Farm uh, truck comes up to us and says, hey, I'll drive you back to your parking lot. Mm. Idiot doesn't know where we are, so he drives us in the complete wrong direction. Mm. We end up having to walk super outside, go around the entire place where another guy on That's a golf a cart said, you're not allowed to walk here. So we had to walk all the way around back, finally get to the car and get the beers. And imagine picking up a beer can. Okay. And it's hot. Okay. And then, because you've walked around in the desert for an hour and you're so thirsty, you have to drink it. You drank hot piss! Yes, I drank hot oh, piss! Oh, God! And let me uh, crystallize this story because uh, it's been four months. The statute of limitations is done in this. This entire experience was the first time I ever did ecstasy. <laughs> oh, so it probably didn't, it probably wasn't that bad then. It wasn't terrible, but I didn't have like any music, no great yeah. response. I was walking in the desert. Looking for hot beer. That sounds like the worst country song ever. Oh, yeah. But then the day after we did it again, it was Snoop and Dre, and it made everything. Oh, so it made up for it. So do those cans ever get heat activated? No, there's no, like, you know, the Coors Light bottle. It doesn't doesn't go to a different color when it's hot. It it should just have a thing that says, do not drink. Hot beer is disgusting. Guess yeah, no. you don't have to. You don't have to sell I don't that have to one. Sell We're all that hot beers. Yeah, gross. I think we all we we all trust you. Yeah. Um, we have to go to break soon, but there's one thing that we have to talk about because I was speaking of anuses, Randy. Oh yeah. Uh, originally, um, South Florida. Who would have guessed? Here we go. Uh, the 17th annual Tattoo Expo. Uh, the staffers from Fort Lauderdale. Again, I still love Fort Lauderdale. I can't help it. Uh, they uh, they're doing uh, some things now. That uh, if you've gotten everywhere tattooed on your body, you got in your teeth, you got in the inside of your mouth, you got in your eyelids, and you are looking for a new place to, to put some ink on, there is a girl who would like to suggest something to you. Tattoo Uranus. What? And I don't mean in a planetary way. She has not one, but two of her ex-boyfriend's names tattooed around her A-N-U-S. Wait, like around the balloon knot? The balloon. Oh, God. She says it feels awesome to get that tattooed, and it's super fun. She's 22 years old. She They call her a butthole inscriber. She says it feels really good. She was wasted, by the way. I saw the video of her. I, you know, it's, it's got to be a really, really, really bad experience to hang out with this girl and you get drunk at the bar. And she started saying, hey, everyone, want to check out my tattoo? Exactly. No. Here's the only thing I don't understand. Now, I'm not all tatted up like the rest of you people. But I know that when you get a tattoo on your body, they have to wrap it in cellophane. Oh, she just are people lining up to get uh, hot carls from her. <laughs> I just ruined Elijah's life. By yeah, the way. This is but that's revolting. the thing. How do you, how, how do, do you, you let that heal? I you have a you okay when you get a tattoo, especially a big one. Yeah, you're you got to recover for like seven to days to a week sometimes, so, and you got to put lotion and you got the ointment. But what if you and, have to go? And what if you have to go? What if you? 
This is like, I don't. I mean, because doesn't the tattoo scab over first? Yeah. And it peels. Imagine how painful. See, it's not. Honestly, I would rather get a bunch of those tattoos if I was guaranteed that they were healed the second they were on there rather than get one of those tattoos and then have to deal with the process of. That is healing, just the pure, scar tissue. pure hell. She is every... That you, is dedication. What do you... She is somebody's daughter. No, her parents have to be, like, dead, dead or molested her or something. She De- got out of that. She cannot be raised by two healthy Normal parents. Normal people. No, that's like, that's like hardcore, like, orphanage went out of business shit. <laughs> <laughs> she also said when they asked when she got her first tattoo, she's like, my friend... Dressed up and said she was my mom, oh. and I got a tattoo. She's great. I had two guys' names on my asshole. That is the real class. Elijah, put your hand down. I think she probably has a boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are we taking a break? Uh, we got time for one All more right, story. All right, let's do it. Yeah, what do you got? Oh, okay. Uh, it, you know what? As much as I wanted to do this story, well, fuck it. It's it's happening. Okay. Sorry. I don't want to do a food story after that, but it's happening. Oh, boy. Because so think- you went from, so instead of going from food to the anus, we're going yeah. from anus to food. We're doing a little intro retrogestion with the news. I'm sorry. What was that word? Intro retrogestion. You ever see the South Park where they shove poop up, where they shove the food up their butt and they poop out their mouth? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. By the way, Jay Radimus uh, just quoted Randy. Seven days to a week, a new unit of time from Randy Wang. It's going to take anywhere from seven days to a week. Seven days to a week. For that to heal up. Oh. All right, real quick. Uh, back in your days when you were, uh, you know, into eating crap. Oh, yeah. Like just junk food. Disgusting. Were you into cinnamon rolls ever? I have been known to a f- devour a Cinnabon. Two. I have had fights with my brothers and my family right. over who gets the center okay. of the Cinnabon. It never, Cinnabon never ends well. Um, were you ever into pizza? I had pizza last night. Okay. I eat pizza every week. I love pizza. It's my How favorite How do you food. feel about Cinnabon and Domino's teaming up for a Cinnapizza? Cinnapizza? Yeah, they want to know, are you tired of purchasing your pizza and cinnamon rolls separately? Well, now they're introducing, I'm sorry, I was misquoted, Pizza Bon, not Cinepizza. Pizza Bon. Currently only available at the Cinnabon Test Kitchen in another hot state, Atlanta's Cumberland Mall. Oh, boy. The Pizza Bon is cheese, pepperoni, and tomato sauce on a Cinnabon circle. It'll be rolled out nationwide if the preview is successful. Uh... Here's my question. Do they still put cinnamon on it and icing? Because it just looks like the roll and the sh- sauce and the cheese, which is probably that where they should stop. I know. It sounds like it's going to be that dessert pizza like you get at Shakey's, but it, it's, does it supposed to have like regular toppings on top of the cinnamon bun roll? Like you put pepperoni on top see, of that? See, that's what I'm thinking. I don't think so. I think they're they're taking the idea of like the pizza, the dessert pizza and introversing it. Oh. So it's the savory cinnamon bun. Cinnamon bun dessert. The pizza. savory bun. So really it's a cinnabun with extra toppings that they're calling a pizza. Well really it's just a pizza roll up. But it's made with cinnamon crust. I, I don't think it's oh 
It does look speckled now I mean, that you it's mentioned gotta it. It's got to be made. Why else would they partner with Cinnabon if it wasn't a Cinnabon? <laughs> I just thought it was they dough Cinnabon. they rolled sideways. No, this is... Would you try this? I Of course I would. I don't know, I don't know if I would enjoy it. It looks disgusting. Again, Cinnabon never ends well. And I'm not even where you are in terms of what I won't eat. And that shit looks unedible. Inedible. When no. Uh, Polar bears can detect when you're menstruating. So regular bears can't, but polar bears can. Grizzlies can't. Polar bears can. Stay away from Antarctica. We will be right back with our very special guest, hypnotherapist, worldwide acclaimed hypnotherapist, Scott Sandland. And uh, shit's about to get real on the Gene and Randy show right here in Hollywood.
Welcome to the Gina and Randy Show, Gina and Randy Show. America's most listened to podcast ever. Who cares what all the facts and figures say? We know it's true. Call 888-520-4374. That's how you get to talk to your hosts, Gina and Randy. The Gina and Randy Show on the Toad Hop Network. Welcome back, everybody. It is Gina and Randy here at the beautiful Toad Hop Studios right here in Hollywood, California, right on Hollywood Boulevard. Oh, nothing. We're in Hollywood. We're in Hollywood. So this is a beautiful studio. We are happy to be here. It does reek less of stale beer and stale comedy. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, It's much more fresh here. We can finally stop like telling everyone that there's like great comics at the Love It. Well, we're not going to get into all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, no, I mean, it's a, it's a great place. Go there. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, super fun. Yeah. But this place is where it's at. We this are happy to be here, and uh, it is a, a beautiful facility, state-of-the-art, and we're so, so lucky to be here. Speaking of lucky to be here, we have, <laughs> speaking of lucky to be here. I sure here, am, yeah. No, no, no. You're we really are working the segues today. We are lucky to have a very special guest today who I have known, we have known for a long time. Five years. Yeah. Uh, our, can we, can we say our good buddy or is that false? I'd love it. All right. Cause I'd like to, I'd like to think so. All right. Our very good buddy, they're in a very, uh, Scott Sandlin, who is a, uh, board certified, world renowned hypnotherapist. And this is not a joke. People don't know that we know real people that do real things. Yeah, you're one of the few. Yeah. I do real things. Yeah. Yeah. People think that everyone is like a, a buddy of ours that got hung over and slept on our couch, so we're going to give him a character. This is a real thing. This is real. <laughs> This is Scott. I mean, you're a. Why don't, why don't you, you are a hypnotherapist? Why don't you tell us what here's, you what what you're uh, what you do? Yeah, here's how he's going to prove to us what he does. What's hypnotherapy? <laughs> okay, so if I don't give a good answer, then I'm a fraud. This is wonderful yeah, then, setup. Yeah, then I, I, I yeah exactly. We uh, went to high school together. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a board certified hypnotherapist. I'm on I'm on the board of directors for the International Medical and Dental Hypnotherapy Association. Oh no. Dental? Yeah, dental. you do a lot of pain management, right? I do, yeah. So I, I work on staff in a dental office. Wow. Uh, I have my own private practice uh, in Newport. And then I also have uh, I'm on staff in a couple drug rehab centers, doctor's office, dentist office, things like that. But what is hypnosis is I, I could talk to you about that literally for days. I won't bore you well, with it. Well, we got it. an hour, so sure. let's go. <laughs> Basically, it's like, you know when you watch a movie and you get sucked into the movie and you know it's fake. I mean, you know it's Matt Damon pretending to right. be a badass. Right. Um, no, he's just, Jason Bourne for real. You get sucked into it, right? I mean, like you're watching the movie yeah. and in the car chase, your adrenaline starts going and you, you really care even though you know it's fake. Absolutely. Uh, and then somebody in the kitchen <laughs> says something. And you know they said something because you heard noise, but you're not sure what the words are because you're sucked into the movie and it's emotionally affecting you. Hypnosis is the practical application of that. So you know it's fake. You know it's just, you know, in the case of, you know, me hypnotizing someone, you know, if I were to hypnotize you or you, uh, if I hypnotized you, you would know it's me talking. Right. But it can still emotionally impact you. Yeah. So instead of doing that, you know, just for entertainment, right. You do it for a clinical purpose. So and, that's hypnosis. And the, ol- and the only reason I can tell you that this is 100% true is because you, Scott Sandlin, have not only hypnotized me uh, on and off the air, mm-hmm. as well as Randy on oh, and off yeah. the air, but, and I don't mean to get you in trouble with any of the ladies you might be with, but you uh, sleep with me every single night. That's me. Whoa. Let me break that down for you. How does that work? Oh, I'd love to tell you. Um, as you know, I have uh, the sleep problem. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like this close to getting a CPAP machine at this point. And, and Terry Chan gave me a very generous gift that oh, I, I can't wait to figure out. She around Still, and she kicks the wall and oh, she thinks I she's wake having up, gun dreams. I, and, I can't, and I can't go to sleep because I know what I'm in store for. <laughs> is uh, that what it is? I, I think is it you're dreams? dreading your dreams. Yeah, I have, I have horrible dreams. Oh, every we can night. do stuff. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, this God, I can cry. You could do more than sleep with cry. him. I cry. I'm so relieved. So here's how I sleep with Scott Sandlin. Uh, and I recommend that everybody do the same. So Scott uh, hit me up at one point and said, you know, I've been hearing some uh, rumblings of uh, you on the Pretty Good Podcast, uh, your daily show, that you have uh, just a hell of a time going off to dreamland. Why don't you try my, you know, my... Uh, MP3. MP3. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, God, Gina. My MP3 it's of the you know, technology stuff that gets you <laughs> oh, yeah. hung up there. Just a little bit. Helps. It'll help you go to sleep. You can't OD on it, which I thought was a very important thing to say. And every night, this man's voice rocks me right to sleep. Amazing. I mean, I could literally. It's so funny. I have listened to it probably at this point, I don't know, a hundred times. I could not tell you what the second half of what you're saying sounds like yeah. because I'm always asleep by That's, then. It's 15 minutes. It's crazy. And I, I, I usually am out by, I guess, minute seven or eight. Yeah, I, I made that actually for the drug rehab centers where I work because people wow. who are detoxing and coming off like opiates and stuff like that, they're used to sedating themselves. So when all their chemistry is all screwed up for a little while, they have tons of sleep problems. Uh, so I made that recording just for them. And, and, it, and, and people I, love it. I love it because it sounds like you're riffing, too. It doesn't sound like you're saying, and now you breathe and then you stop. And <laughs> oh. it, you're just talking to me. Yeah. And you're just talking. And it's well, very conversational. Well, it, you know, it's like anything. When you get good at something, you're comfortable with it. It's the difference between, and this is the metaphor I use a lot with uh, my hypnotherapy students, is it's the difference between being a cook and a chef. You know, a cook's got to follow a recipe and right. get stuck in that. And a chef can play with ingredients like, you know, those, all those Jazz. TV shows. Absolutely. Uh, you know, Iron Chef or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing this 14 years. I can play with the ingredients a lot more comfortably. Right. So I press record. I got a microphone actually a lot like this one. And I sit down at my office and I just talk into it about the topic. And it works. It's so fantastic. That's fascinating. What, what, what other like works. little MP3s do you do besides uh, pass out? Yeah. Yeah, well, that one's funny because uh, it's the only one I have that's set for listen to it at bedtime mm -hmm. specifically. I mean, obviously for going to sleep. Uh, right. But I have all these people who meet me and they, you know, meet just socially in the world. Someone will come up to me and say, I know you. I know your voice. And I'll say, why? And they go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and I'll say, what? Well, like, You're the one my wife listens to every night. Oh, you screwed up my sex life. Oh, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, that's, oh, that's you're welcome. me. Yeah, sorry about that. And real quick, I have to tell you, because I don't know if I've told you this before, um, and I've told everyone but you, so sorry about that. Um, I went home to Kansas in the spring, and we were at like this you know, friends and family gathering, and this one man who's a, a family friend came up to me, and I said, you know, what have you been up to? And he said, oh, I'm in, you know, now I'm doing, you know, hypnotherapy, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, good for you. That's really cool. And, you know, and I was thinking about, you know, obviously you're, you're the only hypnotherapist I know and he's list. talking and he's and you know he's he's not being arrogant about it but he's very confident about what he's saying and you know he's like oh I I have a practice now and this is what I do and I was like oh that's cool I actually uh know somebody who's uh, also in hypnotherapy named Scott Sandlin the guy's eyes bugged out of his head his jaw dropped to his shoes he grabs me and hugs me I don't think I told you this no I've never he's heard like, this oh my god oh my god <laughs> I was like, uh, how do I get out of this? What just happened? He's like, no, 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 no. 
you don't understand. Scott's the Scott Sandlin. Like that's who. That's what got me into this. Like I, I apparently you do uh, conventions and things well, and I do speeches. Things. Wow. And he has never missed one. Wow. And he is a, a big fan. And he is now literally following in your footsteps, much older than you, by the way. Totally changed uh, career paths because of you. Wow. And I, I have Fascinating. just now getting around to telling you that. I'm really sorry, but it's true. Well, it, <laughs> So people know who you are, is what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I... Uh, I kind of world-renowned. I, I, a little bit. I was the youngest hypnotherapist on earth for a little while. Yeah. So because of that, I got all these really cool teachers yeah. that just sort of you know mentored me and stuff like that. So because of that, I got sort of well-known. And then I created a, uh, a social network for hypnotherapists that's got 11,000 hypnotists on it. Wow. Called, which, is it called Face Follow My Finger? Basically, right. yeah. It's, it's Face Look Into My Eyes. Right, exactly. Um, no, it's, uh, it's called hypnothoughts.com. I don't know if nice. anybody wants It's totally free. But can you be in it if you're not a hypnotherapist? Yeah, tons of people are. Okay. Uh, so That's it's like, amazing. So I just I didn't mean for it to be a thing that was big. I thought like 500 people would come on and talk about hypnosis. Right. And it's like 2,000 people show up a day. It's crazy. Hypnothoughts.com? Yeah, totally Hypnothoughts.com. Yeah. Obviously, it's getting to be a bigger and bigger thing in the world. <laughs> you see hip- hypnosis becoming more uh, you know, aware in the yeah. last like few years? Like more of a Western normal thing? Yeah, well, it's the clinical studies on it are really great. So anytime they do studies on it or meta-analysis or anything like that, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, and people are just sort of open to that, and a lot of athletes are using it. Uh, you know, a lot of guys in the Olympics were using it, so that was good. Well, and really? that's the thing. If you don't believe in the power of suggestion, then watch a commercial or two. <laughs> right. Because you're getting manipulated every day. You might as well do it for, you know, to benefit yourself. Yeah, I mean, how much money does Coca-Cola spend on advertising in a day? Exactly. Because they know it's a good idea. Yeah. You know, it's... It's a real thing. We might as well start using it for good than for evil. I right. think I, I've always been able to, you know, look at an advertisement and know it's an advertisement, and that wouldn't really affect me because I understand it. But whenever, ever, especially if it's product placement or not, you just see someone doing something in a TV show as simple as ordering a pizza. Right. Within 20 minutes, all I can think about is ordering my, pizza. MyPizza.com. MyPizza.com. Yeah. Domino's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I... Maybe it's just because, you know, I, you know, we know you and we've sort of done this stuff before, but I really, at this point in my life, can't remember a time or can't wrap my head around somebody being skeptical about this. I mean, this is science. This is science. This is not magic. This is not potions and elixirs. No, it's full science. So why, why are there still people that are skeptical about hypnotherapy because there's this huge misconception of like that whole svengali you know mind control oh, yeah. right. talk like a chicken yeah. and all that stuff <laughs> and go rob a bank and manchurian right. candidate and all that oh yeah that is really you know a fun premise for a movie right but you know it's it, it's silly it's not going to happen well and you've you've said too before that you're not going to do anything that you don't want to do right i mean it's just it's it's not what people see on tv right you know the movies or things like that and so people think well, there's no way that's real. Therefore, hypnosis isn't real. And that's what I thought when I right. first got into this. I thought, well, there's no way, you know, go kill the prime minister of Malaysia from Zoolander. You know, that's a funny thing. Hypnotherapy is so much more boring and so much more normal. Clinical. So much more just practical. Right. Do a lot of people still think that you're unconscious? Yeah. People, you know, I hypnotize and I tell them, I was like, look, you're not going to be unconscious. It's, you know, it's like I said, like watching a movie or zoning yeah. out when you're driving. And Don't I get bummed them. out. And they, you know, I finish hypnotizing them. They open their eyes. They look at me. They're like, "Wait, so that's that's it? That's it?" I go, "Yeah, that's it." They go, "Well, I feel I feel great. I feel really good, but 
I still feel like I'm in charge of me. It's like, you are. That's the whole idea. Jerk. Yeah. I don't not, know what I'm supposed to feel like. but It's not total recall. We're not putting memories <laughs> right, in your yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the times uh, that you've hypnotized me, I remember, and I, I don't know if this would happen again or if it would be a different experience, but I literally couldn't move my arms. Yeah. <laughs> Just that muscular relaxation. It's, it's really so, nice. You, you do have like a paralysis that you're totally okay with. Yeah, there's, really, a, there's, uh, some, fun. there's some tricks that uh, definitely Scott has been able to do with us with hypnotherapy. Yeah. Uh, the floating feeling. Oh, uh, it's the, incredible. The warm feeling, the constant laughing. Yes. Oh. Oh, I forgot about that That's one. right. Yeah. That happened to both of us. I oh, forgot about that Can we that try one? one? Um, yes. Sure. But real quick, I want to uh, just uh, say that um, you do a lot of pain management. And you have some crazy stories about what people have done without anesthesia and yeah. and Vicodin and all that kind of stuff. Can you just remind us, remind me? I mean, I, I've worked with people for everything, you know, uh, oral surgeries with really reduced anesthetic, uh, which helps accelerate recovery time. Uh, a couple surgeries with no anesthetic at all. Uh, if people are allergic to certain, you know, opiates or things right. like that, or if someone has a, a history of opiate addiction and then they have surgery, what do you do? You can't give can't, them Vicodin yeah. or whatever. So then that's how a lot of people slip back into it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you get somebody who's a great person. All of a sudden they get into a bike accident and all of a sudden they get chronic pain or post-surgery. All these people. (laughs) No, it's true. She she got in a car accident. She got re-addicted to painkillers. And that's that's what happens. Or addicted for the first time, too, sometimes. Uh, And that's the whole. Yeah. I'm speaking out of turn. Maybe it was the first time. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I have no (laughs) idea. I'm I'm so uncool. I'm keeping up with who's addicted to I just know that that car accidents are a big reason why people get addicted to painkillers. Definitely. I mean. When I had a small, minor car accident last year, my back was effed up for two months, and I was crying every day from the pain, and I could totally see turning to something like that and getting hooked on something like that. Yeah, so you make it so people uh, have a quicker recovery, and, and I can't take Vicodin and stuff because it makes me throw up, and that makes me cry. And right, I'm all those crying. side effects, yeah, yeah. Sucks. So uh, so you do a lot of work with this stuff, and it is yeah. incredible. Um, here's the thing, Scott. Mm-hmm. We've had a crazy couple of days on the Pretty Good Podcast, which is our daily show over at prettygoodpodcast.com. And I don't want to throw anyone, uh, you know, into, into the, the, the fire. Into oncoming traffic? Yep. Yeah. However, I'm picking up Randy by the scruff of his neck and the back of his pants right now. Um, now, first of all, I would love to be able to do something, uh, if we have time, um, that has to do with, uh, you know, me not dreaming that I'm giving birth to cats every night and then being arrested. Oh, yeah, the cat birth. I was... I was arrested at the airport in my dream last night. Uh, so it's the worst. It, and they're not even fun dreams. They're like, oh, like I didn't do the dishes and then uh, my warranty expired and then I got arrested. It's like all real boring, s- stupid shit. So anyway, that's not important right now. What's important is that Randy Wang, uh, about a month or two ago at this point, uh, came at, just Bouncing out of the closet as a big as, gay. I'm, I'm aware yeah. of that. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm a follower on Facebook of both of you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nothing. We get followed by Scott I Sandlin. Kind of a big deal. And uh, Makes all, all, everything on Facebook worth it now. <laughs> it's yeah. true. Everything we've ever had to deal with, all the bullshit. Worth now we have it Scott one legitimate us. career person. Uh, so Randy uh, came bounding out of that closet, real happy. Tumbling out. And you might be familiar with this uh, with this phrase. Um, I, 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 working with recovery people, I, you probably are. I suggested that maybe he's now coming down off of that pink cloud. That is a term. And uh, that uh, now he's having some some more identity issues. 
may or may not have a little bit of a porn addiction. Okay. And, I think uh, I definitely have Why don't you give him that. a real quick summary so we can get started and see if there's something uh, Scott can do to help. I've just started realizing, I admitted on the show on yesterday's Pretty Good Podcast, prettygoodpodcast.com, that uh, I think my usage of porn is negatively affecting my life. I don't think I'm, like, so drawn, addicted to it that, like, you know, I need it, I need it, I need it. But I think it's a compulsion that I am starting to lose a little bit of control. And it's something that I, you know, I don't look forward to. It's something I think I have to do. It's and a problem. Yeah. It's, a, it's becoming a problem. And I think it has aver- adversely affected my sexual health. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, you know, whether it be the mental stimulation, the physical stimulation, as Gina very clearly and concisely puts it, I'm porn ruined. Porn okay. ruined. And so it's a, term I've, uh, a friend of mine told me about. So I'm four days uh, gone, four days strong. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Off the uh, porn <laughs> and, and frankly off the masturbation train right now. Because cold I, turkey. Cold turkey. And I don't really worry God, about the willpower right now. now, but I just know that. And I think admitting it to myself and just knowing that it's it that may be causing problems for me. Maybe why I'm so isolated. Maybe why I have so many social issues is because I isolate myself with things like this. And tell him also about what you've been watching. So... One of the reasons why, obviously, I started to question my sexuality years ago is I always had this problem of, uh, you know, I don't nowadays I don't think you should judge your sexuality based on any, you know, the porn you watch because that's a totally different thing. The reactions in your brain aren't necessarily sexual; it's dopamine. Sure, I know things. You, yeah, I like, uh, did some homework. Yeah, I, I like when a doctor nods. Yeah. I feel really happy. You're back to a Hollywood ten, by the way. Anyway, so it used to be a problem of you know obviously I'd be watching so much pornography that it wasn't affecting me as much, but uh, all of a sudden I accidentally accidentally stumble onto uh, the gay stuff, and that was you know at first shocking and exciting in a way that it was just you know something I had never seen before, and instilling these hardcore reactions in me that. You know, it started to give me that extra boost because it was something I shouldn't do, and it doesn't. The feel whole right, taboo factor the and taboo, all this, the yeah. Factor it adds a definite rush to it. Sure. So then I came bouncing out of the closet. Hey, I'm a gay dude, and I've been riding the pink cloud for about a month and a half. Yeah, and you then can I got, see it right there on his shirt. I, yeah. Then I got punched in the face at rage, and yeah. I fell right off that cloud. Yeah. No, that's not what happened. No, but he was I was still super gay after that. I was still super gay after that. Uh, really, up until it's just kind of faded out after the last week or two, where I'm just started not feeling it anymore, and lately. With pornography, it's the opposite where I'm watching a couple of dudes and, like, it's not really finished in there. So I'm like, oh, I don't think I should, mate. What if I watch some straight porn? It's And at that, t- at that point, I'm realizing this is – none of this is healthy for me. None of this is an accurate representation of what I am about, who I am feeling. There's something wrong here. It's as normal as, you know, maybe society makes you think it is. I don't think it is normal to be looking at porn several times a day. So now he's sure. back in a possible identity crisis mode. What what am I into? Because now I'm watching everything again and I don't know what to do. So I, oh, I'm, not, we, what, I'm not watching anything. Well, in the last couple of days, you yeah, that, I, I, cool. I'm kind of confused. You know, am I completely gay? Am I a little straight? Am I bisexual? I don't know any of it anymore. I've kind of just like I'm backing away from the whole situation as a front, especially with seeing what my health is like taking a break from, uh, you know, the porn and uh, from masturbating and seeing how that affects me because I need, you know, an accurate, clear point. I'm I'm having too many issues. And I think that's one of the causes. So, yes. So, yes. So, first of all, I think. Stepping away from it for a little while and just getting that breathing room and a new perspective is a really good idea because, you know, the Internet's a really interesting thing when it comes to sexuality because, I mean, let's go to the far extreme, just to the weird stuff, right? Because it doesn't matter who you are, there's something too weird for you on the Internet. Yeah. Uh, And 
okay, so you, a person, would be into some weird thing. Well, that guy was alone, you know, in Wichita, but now he's got a website. And so the four other people who are into that all found that website. So now they get together and create a website that's even bigger, That and, and then everybody can find it and stumble right. onto it. And there is that um, taboo. Definitely. And there is that excitement factor. And with the internet, that gets ratcheted up really fast. And there's sort of a desensitization Absolutely. where you say, you know, I mean, when we were all growing up, it was you found a dad's Playboy in a garage. Yep, in a closet and, somewhere. Yeah. And you just, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is an amazing thing. Treasure trove. Yeah. And, you know, just one picture of a boob. And you're like, this is great. <laughs> and now, you know, a 13-year-old kid, come on. I mean, they're looking at two girls, one cup, yep. you know. And that's the yeah. new that's the new normal. That's yeah. the new uh, regular that's thing to see. For them. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they're just like, "Oh, that. Okay, well." Oh my god. And so it so it's the search for that initial excitement. It's the search for that, you know, dopamine rush. Yeah. So it's not even, you know, and it's an attraction. It's something that shocking to my system is going to give me that buzz that I can't really get anymore because I mean, I'm exposed to it. That's a component of it, sure. I mean, there, you know, it's a, it's a complex constellation because you're dealing with sexuality, you're dealing with uh, desire, you're dealing with excitement, you're dealing with taboo, you're dealing with also avoiding reality. Definitely. I mean, and that's a big there thing when go. you talk, uh, you know, because in, uh, in the places where I work, sometimes I'm, I'm working with people for sex addiction and I'm working with people for porn addiction and all these different addictions right. that are called process addictions. And when you're talking to people about that, and uh, actually on the, on the way up, I was listening to someone talk about, is marijuana an addictive drug? Because you talk to, <laughs> yeah, there's, well, there's a guy from, to stare at I'm me not like looking that. at anybody. I'm not looking at anybody. I'm doing the looking. Yes. Uh, there's a guy from LSU who just, a uh, football player who's basically wrecking his professional career over yeah. pot. Um, and so people have this, you know, debate, well, is it, isn't it? Uh, and you look at all of this and you go back to the motive. And I think this is a really important thing when you're looking at is something an addiction or not. Why does a person want to escape reality? Right. You know, why does a person, you know, I don't care if someone does drugs. I really don't. You know, as long as you're not driving a car near people I like. At that I point, don't it's care. a victimless crime. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're. If you're just doing your thing. If you're sitting on the floor by yourself doing a drug, okay, that's, it sucks, but it's none of my business. Right. Um, you know, once it enters society, it's a complex thing. We won't get into it. Uh, but when people say to me, well, I was a heroin addict, why can't I just drink? Or I was a right. cocaine addict, why can't I smoke pot? It's a decent question. It's a fair question. And and they also say, well, can you just hypnotize me into feeling high? You know, <laughs> oh. can you hypnotize me can into you, feeling can drunk? You can, me? Can, I, I, can you hypnotize me? I can do that. I've done that. Um, oh, wow. But now my... my I, I got to get this guy's number. So the follow-up <laughs> question I have for them, especially in the rehab center, is why do you want that? Right. Why? What's the goal in getting away from reality? Right. So what's wrong with your reality? And instead of fixing it, why are you going for just that easy thing? So the way I think of that is the movie WALL-E. WALL-E. Right? Yeah, well, great movie. Fun little thing. Yeah. All the people in that movie are in a spaceship on floating wheelchairs, and they don't know how to walk. And they all got fat and lazy because they learned how to just float on wheelchairs. Right, right. And I think drugs do that. I think drugs are this wonderful thing of technology that makes things easier. So instead of actually having to go make a better reality, you can just take a pill and imagine a fake one. Right. And, okay, that, that's a fun thing to do once. But the problem it's is... It's not a way to live. Yeah, it's just not sustainable. Mm. And so That's what you, it is. So you always go for a bigger high. And then all of a sudden you're dependent on that floating wheelchair yeah. and you can't walk by yourself. And that's a problem when yeah. you get into, you know, that metaphor comes back to your actual life. Uh, yeah. So you look at... You know, for, for you, Randy, when you're looking at, you know, your sexuality, 
it's a complex thing right now. And Definitely. it's a confusing thing right now. Very much so. Rather than engaging in a relationship to find out, I'll stay with porn. Because I can, you know, clear my browser history and I'm starting fresh. <laughs> yeah. And what I looked at point. three days ago and what I'm looking at today are completely unrelated because I hit delete whatever. Wow, you know how the back of my brain used to work. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's here's what's gonna happen. Actually I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you what do you think's better? We're gonna take a quick break because I have to go feed my meter. Oh, yeah. And it's 930, and that's what we do. Uh, but would it be better for you to start this process now, or should we wait till we come back in in four minutes and get it started? Uh, it's it's completely up to you guys, actually. Well, because I think that people would like to see this process start. Yeah, I'm fine with that. So, okay, I just Let's didn't know if it. we had time. So we'll be right back in a few minutes. World-renowned, whether he wants to admit it or not, board-certified hypnotherapist uh, with the us today, Gina and Randy Show on Hollywood Boulevard. We'll be right back.
life here. Uh, this is the Gina and Randy show. Elijah EPing his ass off right in front of us. I'm sorry you can't see him. He looks hot. Hell yeah. And uh, our very special guest. Uh, see, don't you agree? Good looking gentleman. Good looking gentleman. Uh, Scott Sandland, uh, hypnotherapist. And uh, this has been fascinating so far. And now we are uh, just getting into the real deal here. Oh, yeah. um, a lot of Twitter stuff coming in, by the way. People okay. are really fascinated about this. Oh, wow. Uh, so... Let's get back uh, into it, and we sort of uh, gave you a, a pretty detailed briefing of what's going on with Randy, yep. and hopefully uh, you'll take it from here. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we want to put me on, uh, put well, me into hypnosis? Yeah, we're just uh, hopefully can maybe get him to a place of... Uh, 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 the potential for more clarity. I don't know that you know we're gonna have uh, uh, any answers at the end of this show or at the end of this uh, moment, but maybe get him uh, off of this addiction that he's still struggling with, even though you know he's off of it. You know he's not watching it right now. You know what's fascinating that I'm thinking about that I have not thought about in five years. What we had Scott Sandlin on, and I got un- put under hypnosis in 2008. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that was freaking me out about doing it. Is am I? Is he gonna like put me under on the air, and then I'm gonna be like reveal that I'm gay? You're super gay, really? Yeah, isn't that? And interesting? that's something I thought about four years ago. Am I am I gonna be like under and accidentally come out that I have this in the back of my head? Because it was still in the back of my head back then. I just hadn't addressed it to the point I have now. Sure. Yeah, but and that was back when it was the uh, Tim Conway show. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that was back with Conway show, and and he would probably ask you a question like that. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that, a question like that didn't the come recipe up. Recipe for disaster. But you know, I definitely felt like like you say you know you're not in a place where you're out of your own mind you're not out of control right you know if there's something you don't want to say you won't say it yeah and i've worked in uh like a, a correctional facility uh situation before and the people you know the inmates or whatever right. word you want to use uh clients maybe um <laughs> sure they say well you know they don't want to get hypnotized and i was like well you know this is a therapeutic thing and one of them said I know why. Basically, I've had my Miranda rights read. Yep. And anything I say can be used against me. And I don't want you yep. to hypnotize me and confess to the stuff I haven't been convicted Holy of. Holy crap. And so I was like, that's not what this is. And I don't even care what you've done. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, that wouldn't happen. It's a decent uh, argument, though. Oh, yeah. like in, in the From behind a criminal bars. mind, yeah. I like it. I, I don't blame them. just figured out a new TV show. <laughs> yeah. 
criminal hypnotherapy. Post Miranda. There's a thing called forensic hypnosis, actually, that's used for it. Uh, forensic hypnosis, it's not admissible in California, but in certain other states like Texas, I find you can that hard to it. believe. It's really interesting. You think uh, that crunchy California would just love to get their hands on this? <laughs> no, we have a weird legal precedent on how hypnosis works here. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. That means all hypnosis is technically defined legally as self-hypnosis. So because of that, uh, and in the late 80s, early 90s, all that false memory stuff of kids right. saying they were abused that weren't happening, but right. therapists were leading them into thinking it and they were seven, so they right. just said yes. Yeah, sure. Uh, so because of all that stuff, uh, California stayed away from it. Got it. To protect the kids. Well, I, I mean, I, I buy that. And of course, you know, it's one thing to be a board certified hypnotherapist. It's another thing to just be a manipulative a hole. Right. So I'm. And you they're know, not takes mutually exclusive. Exactly. You can be both. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure you're not. Although I remember in the past I have asked you about using this on girlfriends and stuff, and uh, I think that is a fascinating subject. I, I don't use it on girlfriends because I'm engaged, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> Yeah, oh my yeah. God! Big Scott Sandlin getting married. Yeah, getting married. Yeah, and, and I've never hypnotized my fiance. We have a no hypnotizing her policy that we set up on the first date, and Good. it just makes. And things. she she set that up, or you set? She that set up? that up. Good, but for I her. I agreed to it quickly. Wow, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Oh my God, that's amazing! Congrats! All right, so uh, why don't we just jump in here because I know a lot of people are yeah. crazy interested in this process. Okay, all right. So how do we start? So. The, the real thing is outcome. You know, we got to figure out where we're going. So what's your goal? What do you want in a nutshell? I think what I want is, uh, I mean, because there's so many things we can do here. I think what I want is maybe an understanding of, I mean, I think that's because I think I know why I have this compulsion for, you know, the porn and the masturbating. I think I have that kind of figured out. I think, you know, it was an escape and it was a point of loneliness. I'm just not in that place anymore. So what do you I didn't want today? That. Maybe like some realization. What is going on with my sexuality? What am okay. I into? Am I straight? Am I gay? Am I bisexual? I'm happy to be either one of them, but I'm very confused right now what I'm actually attracted to, and I don't know. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. On a scale of 0 to 10, 10 being the most, 0 being none, how much stress do you feel around this issue right now? Around it right now, I'd say about a five. Okay. And how much, I mean, do you feel any pressure or anything like that? I don't right now. I Great. feel very confident and happy just being single and by myself. And one of my favorite things is just, I, for some reason, you know, always have it in, in my head as a straight person that, you know, you're not, you know, it wasn't okay to be totally single. But I feel totally okay to be totally single and by myself. It's just how I roll. And I'm probably just not comfortable being around people also. Well, that was my next question. So oh, yeah. how much are you actually, I mean, I know you work hard, but how much are you out doing social things and interacting with humans? Not much outside of my inner circles. Well, maybe, so that's, maybe that's more of the focus. What, why I don't like to go no, out? No, not why, but, but just making you more comfortable in those situations. But I don't think it's... Because they might all be related. It's not even a sense that I'm uncomfortable. I just don't like it. Okay. Okay. I don't like going out to Do you want to, to like it? I don't think I want to like I don't think I'm that kind of person. I don't I mean I don't like to go out to okay. bars and clubs. So if so if you want Scott to to help you find more clarity on something, what would you like it to be? Or should we just go uh work on my dreams so uh you can take a powder? Well, what should I have worked? <laughs> All I mean, right, I don't know. I don't I, know. I mean cuz I I think I got a lot of stuff that I'm figuring out, but yeah. what can he help with? I mean, here's here's the thing when it comes to this, I mean, because mm -hmm. it's a it's a big thing. It's yeah. a huge thing. It's a big thing for your total life, and it's not 
you know, about today or tomorrow. It's no. about a big picture. So uh, if, if we, you want me to hypnotize you for this, I wouldn't want to set something up so it's about you're going to know today the truth. And I don't want to know today the truth. I exactly. think there's a long journey ahead. Yeah, and it, it, it depends on how long. It doesn't have to be a long journey, but it can be. And you know, in terms of just thinking through, you know, if you were my client coming into my office, mm-hmm. what I would want to work on, uh, assuming this was, you know, obviously it's up to you what you want to work on, uh, one of the things I would look at working on is where your stress level is, like I said, and giving you a sense of freedom uh, to be comfortable throughout the process of discovery. Oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. I can, I can play with that. All right. Okay. Is that is, does that is, yes. is that something that you want? Definitely. Yeah. So if we can just take that five down to a one throughout this process, that'd be amazing. Great. Okay. All right. So should I just hypnotize you now? Please hypnotize do. me now, and then we'll also for the cameras. Uh, if you want to do one of the uh, laughing exercises, that'd be great. Yeah, but let's let's focus on the business right okay. now. Okay, this is important. Uh, by the way, so if anybody's driving, don't listen to this while you're driving. Uh, it probably wouldn't do anything, but you know. A one in a million, it could. Yeah. Uh, so if you're driving, this doesn't apply to you, and don't do this. Um, <laughs> just press pause on the podcast. Okay. Yes. Uh, so, Randy, go ahead. Just get comfortable in chair. You, okay. You look set. And uh, just go ahead, take a deep breath in, and hold it for just a second. And as you exhale, just close your eyes. And just go ahead and take a few comfortable, slow, deep breaths. And as you do, you'll just begin to find that physical relaxation. And as you do, it may be something you remember from before when you were hypnotized, or maybe just other times in your life when you've been able to relax. Maybe you went on vacation and you were just relaxing, you had a day off, you've been watching TV or something like that, and you just sort of relaxed on the couch. And you could just allow your body to sort of sink into that chair, because I'm just going to count down from three down to one. And as I count down each number, you can just allow yourself to double that relaxation, almost as if you could sort of imagine inhaling relaxation. And exhaling any distractions, any stress, anything that's in any way less than perfect. Starting with number three, just letting go of the outside world, giving yourself permission to feel good. You don't need to help, do, understand, or perform in any way. You can just focus on you. Number two, understanding the most efficient, most effective thing you can do is to just release, relax, and let go. Down to three, two, one, comfortably relaxing. Ready? You can go ahead and just imagine yourself in a relaxing, comfortable place, a place with the sights and the sounds, the smells and the feels of a peaceful, comfortable place for you. Because I'd like to talk about a very simple thing, and as I do, you'll allow yourself to just sort of drift in and out of awareness, drifting off into daydreams and focusing on the sound of my voice. Because I'd like to talk about a really simple idea. I'd like to talk to you about the idea of a journey. You know, when we talk about the idea of a, a quest or a journey and sort of literature and movies and stories and we like that idea of a person going and doing and i think it's different these days and it used to be because explorers and people who used to go on journeys and these heroes quests it took a long time and these days things go a lot faster you know if you think about what it takes to get from new york to california you know that used to be a covered wagon for a long long time and now it's a four-hour flight and so these journeys that people take can get faster and these journeys can be more comfortable And these things that used to be scary, these things that used to be difficult, these things that used to be filled with obstacles, you can allow yourself now to just relax. And we sort of just get in line and then get on the plane and then just trust that it's going in the right direction. And you can just feel that sense. Like you've probably had times in your life where you've taken a flight somewhere or gotten on a train somewhere or something like that where you knew you didn't have to run this. 
You knew you didn't have to be in control. You didn't, even if most flights, you look out the window, you can't tell where you are. And you don't have to because you know you're headed in a direction. And you've decided on a destination. And in this case, that destination is a sense of emotions. It's a sense of acceptance of self, a sense of happiness and enjoyment, and a sense of getting to be you, whatever and whoever that is. Because for anybody, that discovery is a process and a journey, and you can just give yourself permission to enjoy that process. Because this isn't about blazing a new trail. This isn't about finding the new map. This is about just allowing yourself to get there, and you can just feel good about that. Because in a little bit, not yet, but in a minute, I'm going to count up from one to three. And when I get to three, you're going to open your eyes, feeling refreshed, feeling relaxed, and just feeling like that thing that used to be a job, that used to be a process, that used to be work, is now just a journey that you're a passenger on. And you can give yourself permission to just enjoy relaxing through this. So I'm just going to count up from one to three. When I get to three, you'll open your eyes, integrating these things in a way that makes sense for you, in a way that's healthy, responsible, and in line with who you are and your core values. And as you do all these things, you're going to get easier. Those desires that were related to porn, things like that, those all fade away because you realize they're counterproductive and what you really want is this self-discovery. And because you want that more than the avoidance of reality, you find you pursue yourself. And it doesn't matter where that is or who you're with. You find that pursuit of yourself more than the avoidance of. And so the porn all just sort of fades away in importance. And it just becomes a ghost of what it once was. And it's just less and less desirable, like a toy that you outgrew that wasn't cool anymore. And so I'm just going to count up from one to three. When I get to three, you're going to open your eyes with that sense of playfulness, that sense of fun, that sense of enjoyment throughout this entire process. Starting with number one, as you feel your body start to come back to the room a little bit more. Number two, bring all those feelings with you. And number three, eyes open all the way back, feeling good. How is that? I feel amazing right now. I, I, I am in the best mood I could possibly be in. You know what's so great about this? There's many things, but the moment that I noticed that he went from just relaxed, neutral face to a big smile on his face <laughs> was when you were talking about how, uh, you know, being on a plane and not having to be the one that's always in control of everything, it was like his face just lit up. That made more sense to me than anything I have ever heard, and I was in the perfect state of mind to hear it and understand oh, it, and that makes so much sense to me that... Wow. And do you know how I know it's real? And this may or may not make sense, but this is something I tell Randy a lot. Randy, I don't know how it happened, and I don't know when it happened, but your hair got hypnotized. My hair get high? Yeah. Off the, it uh, I can tell he's high because his hair gets high. I just can tell it looks different. And he looks like he just woke up from the greatest nap he's ever had in his entire life. It felt like the greatest nap I've ever had in my entire life. Pretty much everything that I question within myself you kind of just explained what what the bigger picture is that I am not thinking about, which is one of my big problems in life. And it made it all kind of just easy and all kind of everything I've been kind of thinking about, especially the last week or two, completely fade away. Is this something that's that he that's going to stick with him or is this going to fade away? I was actually just about to bring that up. I mean, that was, what, five minutes yeah, maybe? that was short. Uh, in, in my office, it would be an hour. So oh, yeah. there's a big difference there. Right. Definitely. Uh, so in terms of how will that impact you, there's sort of three categories of how hypnosis affects people and sort of a sliding scale. Some people, it's just a light switch, just everything changes, good to go forever. 
other side of that spectrum is people who get very little change the first time they get hypnotized and it gradually builds. Mm -hmm. And then there's most of the people in the middle of the bell curve. And they get great temporary results that start to fade. And that's why conditioning comes into play. Mm -hmm. uh, so sincerely, if you want to talk about more of this off the air, anytime, Definitely. I'm totally, I'm, I'd, be, I'd be thrilled to help you. That's a that's decent, amazing. decent offer. I am going to take you up on that offer. Dude. By the way, we just have a uh, Twitterer saying, uh, Portsnoy says, I can see how this helps you get to sleep. I am so effing relaxed right now. <laughs> yeah, sorry about Not that. Not only do you feel, but that's the thing. He puts you in such a perfect state of relaxation that you are open to really, really listen to what he's saying. Absolutely. And because he's so calming and soothing what he's saying. And, and, the and confident. The brilliant advice and things that he's telling me make so much sense and put so many connections that I don't even have to question it. Instantly, like you said, for me, like a light switch, yes, that all makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yes. I tell me more. Good. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is at the beginning, I was, I was starting to kind of get into it. And I, I had to fight it. And I'm like, wait. Oh. Now there's uh, nobody running this ship in case uh, <laughs> nobody ever comes back from this. Yeah. Elijah better take the mic. Uh, so do you, do you feel uh, less stressed about this situation? Absolutely. I feel no stress about this situation. Oh, went from five to zero. That's good. That's I, a decent uh, jump. Because he said exactly what I've never been able to you know, crystallize in my head. It's that... I treat this whole entire scenario of my life like it's a chore, like it's work. Yeah. It should be a trip. It should be a journey. It's a vacation. Look at his face. Yeah, that's, a, that's a good smile. It's <laughs> such like the amazing attitude to have. I can't even stop smiling And that's right the thing. Uh, Scott, you don't, obviously, because we'd be worried if you were, you don't seem surprised about how relaxed and happy he feels right now. No, this is why I love my job. Yeah. I, I really, I have the coolest job on earth. I, yeah. I really do mean that. I love it. If I won the lottery, I would keep doing this for free. It's yeah. so much fun because I get to see that all day. Yeah. I mean, what a ridiculously cool thing. I, I sit in my office <sighs> and a person walks in and they say, I've got this problem. I'm stressed at a five on a scale of zero to 10 and I'm upset about this. Right. And I said, well, let's talk about it. We talk it over and they close their eyes. I ramble on for a few minutes and yeah. they open their eyes and they smile and they say thank you I feel better it's amazing that's what I do all day and then, and then they awesome. give me money for it which and, is just and silly. you don't and you don't write any scripts and say take two of these and up the dosage no. if it doesn't work no you're this is all just talking and what people are open to and yeah. it works so amazing for me I think because I'm really at a point in my life where I believe there's so many things in my life that I've just put mental blocks on myself. There's so many things I just build up in my head. I need a head doctor. A head doctor, a head shrinker. And speaking of that, I know we only have a few minutes, but I'm in therapy right now. I'm in mm -hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy. Good stuff. I love it. Because I love it, CBT. It's really good. It's fantastic because it's, 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 it goes beyond the why and to the how. Okay. Yeah. I get it. That's why I'm like this. Now what? Which is <laughs> yeah. what I think people psychoanalysis a lot. is a whole lot of explaining why you're doing things, and then what? Right, and then yeah. and then you're added stress because you don't know what yeah, to do I need about a it. Solution. So, um, th so there, and it's wonderful, and I love it. But I think that there's an element of what you do that can only be accomplished by what you do. It's a different tool for a different job. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, psychoanalysis, CBT, you know, dialectical behavioral therapy, all these different things, and then yeah. hypnotherapy. They're all different tools for different jobs, yeah. and. I think CBT and hypnosis actually work really well together. I think they're yeah. a really nice thing in concert. So that cool. makes sense. Well, there is a. I don't know. Do we we have five minutes left? Do we have time for a, a for little... a quick Gina situation, or should we uh, do that off the air? Does Gina's dream want. problems that a five minute session well, is that you know an hour what? session? I, oh. You know what I'm thinking, though? Honestly, it's something that I was thinking, how stressful are the dreams? The dreams are stressful, but in my waking life, and I think these two things are actually combined somehow. 
as Ray, I keep telling him, we together are the Benjamin Button of weight because I have been back, and I think with the stressful dreams and the crazy life, I have been binge eating so hardcore that it should have been an Olympic event. Damn. Like I, and I can't stop. Okay. It, right now, I'm at another place in my life where it is. It feels all-consuming. It's all I think about. Whether it happens that day or not, it is all I'm thinking about all day is stopping myself from doing that. Oh, now you know what it's like oh, to be honey, me. I've known what it's like to do this for years. Oh, babe. I feel <laughs> That's so changeable. bad. Is it really? Yeah, you're talking about emotional attachment to food. Yeah. Food is fuel. Why, we learned and we have this cultural conditioning of emotional attachment to food. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, where emotional eating, yeah. guilty pleasures, reward foods, all those things I come from I shouldn't do that. this. Right? Yeah. I was good today, so I deserve candy. Exactly. I said that a million times. Yeah, that makes no sense, but we all yeah. say it. It makes no sense. I was good today, so I deserve something I know is bad to for me. To hurt myself. It, it makes no logical sense. But when you were five and stupid, you were taught if you were good, you get candy. Yeah. So you got trained like Pavlov's dogs. Yeah. Simple as that. And that's the thing. I, you know, even a super nanny, uh, she, when they're like, oh, if you're good, you'll get candy. She's like, don't soothe with food. Yeah. Don't do it. And I think that that's great. We actually, this poor thing has been trying to call in for the last uh, 15 minutes and oh, I sure. keep pushing decline because we were busy. But why don't we just take a quick caller roulette because I think someone really wants to talk to you. Hi, you're on with Gina and Randy. Who's this? This is H.I. Hey, H.I. Um, I know that you've been trying to call in, and thank you for your patience and for bearing with us. Uh, what do you What do you have on your mind? Well, I, I, I wanted to talk to him because I, I've had, uh, I had a head injury about 12 years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I hit my head on the concrete hard, and I've had a car accident since then. I've had horrible chronic pain. I mean, there's a lot to the story, but I'll, I'll be quick. Um, I've had chronic pain. I, I went the opiate route. I wouldn't say I was addicted. I was able to wean off of them without going to the hospital. Um, it really screwed up my stomach, and that's when I started using medicinal marijuana, which has helped me get through. But I I really enjoyed listening to him. I was almost shaking while listening to him because I just, uh, I mean, it's something I'd be very interested in, just a route that I went, because I don't, I don't like being high all the time. Yeah, sure. I mean, whether it was the opiates or the marijuana, I, I mean, I, I grew up in a, I was, I'm a Grateful Dead fan. I'm a fish head. Enough said. I, I you don't, don't have to say another word. I, I never smoked pot before this. Wow. So, wow. Um, uh, and, and I was never interested in it and it's the only reason I use it. So I, I just, I don't, I just, it sounds like something that would help. Yeah. I, I don't know where you're located. Um, if you if you contact me, I'll be happy to I'd, I'd be happy to work with you myself. If based on geography that doesn't work, I'd be happy to connect you with somebody that I know. I'm, I'm I teach people hypnotherapy, and I, I've trained a lot of people in pain control. And uh, so if if I can't do it just because of geography and logistics, I'd be happy to connect you with somebody. And dude, if you I want, mean, I, I, go I'm, ahead I'm and e- you can just email us prettygoodpodcast at gmail dot com, and and uh, we'll we'll make sure that it gets to the right hands. Yeah, we'll if, if you don't want to go, you know, doing a lot of hunting around. Well, and, and I mean, honestly, I'm I'm over six figures into this, and I oh, fly hey. out tomorrow. I mean, oh, I'm I'm in I'm in a different state, but I would I mean, it's that it's I mean I I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm suicidal, but I mean that's you're you're that's, but I'm, I'm at the end of the road. This place. You know? let, let me say something to you that one of my mentors, who was on the board for the NIH and has done a ton of great work in pain control and medical hypnosis, let me say something to you that's really sincere. Uh, hope is realistic. 
I know what it's like. I was in pain too. I, I've, I've been through chronic pain. I know what it's like to have frustrated doctors who don't know what to do. I know what that's like. There are other resources and do it. I mean, just call me, get in touch with me. I'd be happy to help you soon. Yes. And, and okay, how do we, you. how, uh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, oh, yes. A uh, real quick. Yes. How fucked up was that ending of Breaking Bad? Oh, oh my God! Oh my God. <laughs> we'll talk, listen to the pretty good bad cast. You are a motherfucker for reminding me of that. Thank you, my dear. Um, so how how can people get in touch with you? Two websites. One is NewportBeachHypnosis.com if you're looking for hypnotherapy and things like that. If you want to learn how to do this, go to HPTI.org. HPTI.org. We're going to link all of this at PrettyGoodPodcast.com, which is where you know everybody kind of comes and, and chills out anyway. Um, and also HypnoThoughts.com, yeah, which is awesome. It's fun. Um, Scott, thank you so much for just being you and being in our lives and being awesome. We really appreciate it. Thank you for once again uh, completely transforming me. Uh, <laughs> I am definitely going to take you up on that. I've got to work with this Guy, He's the best. I got. I mean, what have you been telling me forever to do? Yep. Talk to somebody. Yes. This guy. Scott, thank you so thank much. Thank you, guys. I, love, I love it. And uh, anytime you want to come back, we're, you know, where to find us. Uh, all right. We are uh, Gina and Randy, the Gina and Randy show right here. Toad Hop Network. Beautiful Hollywood studios. Thank you to Elijah. Thank you to Frank Kramer. Thank you again so much to Scott Sandlin. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll see you next Friday.